Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Hey, I just wanted to apologize again here on the podcast. Sorry there was no new episode last week. Uh, I, I reached out about this on Twitter, but just ran into some scheduling conflicts with a couple of potential guest hosts, as well as some technical difficulties, and that just pushed out recordings until uh, the weekend and until the next week. And so, again, uh, sorry, I, I always shoot to have at least one episode come out a week, so we'll continue to strive for that going forward. Uh, one other quick thing before we jump in. Uh, I did reach out about this uh, in the official Discord and on the Marvel Snap Zone Discord, but I'm always looking for new guest hosts. So if you are someone who's trying to create content around Marvel Snap, uh, whether you're starting out, you've already uh, kind of established yourself, and you'd love to uh, you know talk the game, or if you have any specific topics you would love to kind of get your voice heard on, uh, make sure to reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap. Uh, you can find me in the official Discord and in, and in the Marvel Snaps on Discord at Blue Spruce 17. Uh, just feel free to find me in there and, and uh, click on my profile and DM me with any ideas or uh, just with uh, asking to collaborate. And I'd love to hear uh, what, what your thoughts are and we could try to figure something out. So please let me know. With all that being said, and without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Today we are going to be talking about competitive play. We've got a couple topics for you today. As always, I'm joined by a great uh, guest host. Today I'm joined by Kawa. Kawa has been... Uh, streaming the game on Twitch. He's been playing in the Cube Rush uh, competitions, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, uh, as well as creating some content on YouTube around Marvel Snap. So, Kawa, thanks for being here. No problem. I'm pleasure to be here. Yeah, very excited to have you. Um, well, before we dive into today's topics, I just want to give you uh, you a second, just, you know, the first time you're being on the podcast, want to let you uh, kind of talk about yourself to the listeners, just give them a background of you know, your background with gaming, card games, et cetera, how you learned about Marvel Snap, why you're excited about the game, et cetera. Just a quick, uh, just a quick introduction for the listeners. Yeah, 100%. So um, originally in terms of card games, um, I played Hearthstone for many years, started back in 2015, kind of dipped in and out for um, when each kind of expansion came out. Obviously, knew Ben Brode from being the game director. He stepped away then eventually, but um, I noticed that he did start up his own company. Um, so I had my eye on Second Dinner for a while. Nobody really knew what they were um, doing behind the scenes. And then we eventually found out that their game they were working on was uh, going to be like a Marvel IP. So that made me super, super excited. So, um, I, so I, I didn't really forget about them, but I knew that something was coming soon. So when they announced it in May, I was just, 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 I mean, the fact that it was Marvel and I knew that it would probably be some sort of card game um, got me super excited already. So as soon as the announcement came out, I um I decided to start up a new channel and first of all obviously just cover news for the the game until it uh, actually released signed up for the beta was lucky enough to get into the beta and uh, yeah I've just kind of uh, been been going from there very very grateful to be able to get into the beta and I've just been been loving it ever since Well awesome yeah interesting I think a lot of people follow your story right the uh, I played Hearthstone new Ben Brode uh, followed Second Dinner from uh, Inception where I'm a little different um I uh, 
uh, I really never, I just kind of missed the Hearthstone train. I just uh, wasn't playing games at that time in my life, really. And so, like, I, I miss that, even though I liked card games then. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really familiarize myself with who Ben Brode was, et cetera. But I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, yeah. And then, you know, so then all of a sudden, I, uh, you know, my suggested YouTube content is this little teaser trailer for something that's going to be announced the next day, some kind of Marvel game. And I'm like, oh, I'm interested. You know, I want, want to know what this is. Um, uh, and the rest is history, right? Uh, we both have been creating yeah. around the game, and uh, it's it's been a great journey thus far. Um, well, yeah, I, I think um, we will dive right into our topic. So, uh, you know, I said the overall theme of today's episode was competitive play. So mm-hmm. to start that off, you know, something that has been going on in the community, we've, we've briefly touched kind of at the end of a couple episodes when we've had Luke Muncher on as a guest host. He, uh, mm-hmm. he helps host the Cube Rush um, activities weekly. Um, but we haven't really uh, kind of uh, spent a lot of time talking about it or talking with anybody who's participated in it. So mm-hmm. Kawa, we just want to turn it over to you again. Just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your participation thus far in Cube Rush. Uh, tell us about your win this last week. I believe you guys were doing teams. Yeah, we did. And just were. your overall impressions of of uh, Cube Rush and, and why you like it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, I was very fortunate in that um, it was actually Carbon. So it's Loot Muncher and Carbon who uh, who do the hosting at the moment. It's mainly been Loot at the moment because Carbon's away. But um, I was fortunate enough to be um, chosen by Carbon to participate in one of the cube brush events and i was kind of hooked from there i was i was super grateful but like the, the concept really kind of stood out to me so if any of you guys don't know what cube brush is essentially um there'll be any any amount of players i think for the first one there's just four players and um it's the person who wins the most cubes within an hour of um consistent play and um, wins the wins the tournament so there's a lot of different formats that, that people are kind of thinking of in terms of like competitive like you've obviously got I'm pretty sure this game mode is coming where it's going to be like the first 10 cubes as we saw with the first reveal stream from Marvel Snap. I, f- I feel like a game mode like that is definitely on the way. But it was definitely interesting that um, Carbon and Loot had kind of a different take on it. So, And what I love about it especially is it's been evolving every week. So it hasn't just been... Obviously, new creators and stuff have joined have joined the um, Cube Rush team and that's been super, super fun to um, participate with them and interact with them. But what I particularly enjoy is that we have different formats now. So recently... Like you were saying, we we did like team formats, and um, we did one where we would be playing at the same time, so we'd technically be playing two matches together. And um, so I teamed up with uh, Valentine to do one of the previous ones of those. Had a, a lot of fun playing that. But the most recent one, which was um, last Wednesday or just yeah, just a few days ago, um, I teamed up with Mister Metal, and this time it was a uh, thirty-minute interval, so thirty minutes with my deck, thirty minutes with Mister Metal's deck. And uh, yeah, we managed to uh, come out on top. It was super, super fun. Again, something else that's super interesting about the format is um, when it's teams, Loot suggested that we can't use um, the same cards between decks. So the decks have to be totally unique. So I think that was a super cool um, idea so that we have to build our decks kind of differently and play differently. So um, it was it was a lot of fun. And I really hope that... Um, the devs are kind of uh, watching these events. I'm, con- I'm, I'm personally, I'm convinced that they are. They're just going to be quite quiet about it until they can kind of talk more about um, competitive and like uh, different formats and stuff like that. But I feel like Second Dinner are definitely watching these type of community events more than we uh, we realize at the moment. Yeah, well, no, that's great. I think you pointed out some really cool things that I I think uh, Loot and Carbon have done really well, right? Um, 
I think one, like you said, it's kind of evolved, which I think mm. is really cool. Uh, they didn't just say, okay, you know, we're going to start with the four player format and keep it the mm. same way. Um, I love what you guys did in the latest one, what you just said, where um, one, you kind of did 30 minutes of each deck. Cause then it's mm. like two minds playing a deck, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, which I think brings a lot of nuance. I mean, honestly, there's sometimes when I'm playing, when I'm on a, a not so great uh, streak of playing by myself, mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I wish I had a second head right here. Oh, right? for sure. For uh, sure. Yeah. You know, giving me advice. So I think that's really interesting. Uh, kind of that co-op play. But then also, um, you know, we've talked about this a ton on the podcast. You've talked about this. But one of the best parts about Marvel Snap is the deck building, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Only being 12 cards in the deck, it really feels like anybody can be a deck builder where that's that's different than a lot of card games where it's like, well, I don't know. I'm not good at like putting together a 40 card deck, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so kind of, you know, building upon that and saying, okay, well, now you have to build two decks that can't share any cards. I think, uh, I don't know. That's just very exciting. I want more people to do it, um, you know, and, and right now kind of uh, um, the a cube rush is like the only way that like people are kind of doing this formally in that exact way. But I, but I love the idea, you know, um, I, I think it's something that uh, brings a lot of interesting flavor to the game, right? Where, um, I don't know, it's kind of like uh, added complexity. I, I think of, you know, sometimes people play games in a Kaizo or Nuzlocke type way where they make it more uh, difficult on purpose, but yeah. I think there's kind of more satisfaction. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you felt, but uh, I feel like there would be more satisfaction of like, can we build two separate decks? strategize together and still win right? yeah for sure for sure i think it's uh, specifically as well um like i feel like I, like it, it's quite funny you would think that a lot of the creators would just kind of bring like let's just say they're going to bring like meta decks the best decks they want to win the tournament but the majority of us i'd say like 90 percent of us have brought um kind of unique decks and that's like like you said that's what i love about this game like um one of the recent cube rushes i was just playing by myself and I was kind of theory crafting. I was like, oh, I'm going to try and make like a different type of deck. I literally, I think I picked up Electro. I said, right, okay, I want to try and make Electro work. And uh, I made this specific type of deck. And I was playing it during Cube Rush. And it was just so much fun. I, I just love having that kind of uniqueness. And like you said, anyone can build a deck with slight differences, slight variations. But it's kind of, it feels like your deck, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So it was super, super fun. And that was actually... um. That was probably one of my my favorite cube rush tournaments. I, I think I I came last or something like that. But the fact that I was trying out like a kind of deck, I spent the day making truly myself. Because a lot of the time it's like, okay, let me just try build like a a discard deck. Let me try build like an ongoing deck. But for that deck, I specifically took a kind of card by card and said, okay, well, what's going to work with this? What's going to work with that? And uh, it was just super super fun to make for sure. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome to hear. I'm really excited to see, um, you know, obviously, uh, like I said, we've talked about Cube Rush a lot, but, and I, and I'm excited to see the future of Cube Rush, but I'm excited to see um, just other people come up with similar ideas, right? And not mm. necessarily copying Cube Rush, but I just think there's so much potential for creating kind of nuanced challenges or competitions uh, in the game. And um, I think, um, you know, kind of, we're kind of focusing on the community driven stuff. I think there's a lot of opportunity, obviously, uh, there is the official Marvel Snap Discord. There's the Marvel Snap Zone Discord. There, there, there's several discords around the game that are kind of ripe for uh, collaboration, you know, reaching out to people that play the game, that are content creators for the game. And if you're listening to this and you have an idea, I, I'd say go for it, right? If 
if you want to try to create content and specifically do some kind of competition, um, you know, I think the only thing stopping you is just starting, right? Um, oh, for sure, I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunity still for people to uh, to come up with ideas and to create content uh, in that way, kind of in a competitive landscape. There are so many different types of formats that can be made that I feel like haven't even been explored yet. Like, like I said, the even just like the evolution of this one little current like community tournament of Cubros. Like, we we didn't even imagine that. Oh, we'd like thinking of teams. Like, the more we kind of play it, we just kind of think of different ideas. So there's there's so many different and variations of a format that I think will will be present throughout the game. And like we said, like obviously we know that they're working on different game modes themselves as well. Just to touch on like uh, just kind of kind of to go further into the actual competitive play. And I, I see a lot of people are kind of asking about like what's the what's the end game past infinite. So um a lot of people are kind of thinking like oh they're gonna change the rank system or maybe they'll they'll do like tournament format. I feel like they might do tournament formats for like certain rewards, like you'll get credits or gold or something like that. But I do feel like they're thinking of I wouldn't say reworking the ranking system, but definitely tweaking it to kind of make it feel like uh, earning cubes in infinite is worth it because as you're ranking up to infinite the cubes feel valuable and it makes the snapping mechanic um very valuable and also makes the retreating mechanic super valuable but as you pl as you play in infinite i mean i personally like it because i can test out a lot of crazy decks but uh, it, it will be super nice to kind of see that end game kind of fleshed out for sure yeah no i 100 agree with you you know one idea that's been brought forward on this podcast i'd be curious to hear your thoughts if you say yeah this is a great idea bad idea could be better um you know one proposal that people have made is okay once you're you're at infinite you've made it to the level 100 on the ranked season um then there's other milestones you can reach right where hmm. it's like and it could be like additional levels or like maybe how many cubes total, like it could show like your net cube wins after level 100. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, or something like that, where it's like, Hey, if you achieve milestones, maybe it's like you've, uh, you've netted a hundred cubes or you've reached another 25 levels. There could be more of like the collector's caches or things that you can just like open. Um, For sure. That yeah. could be, you know, kind of similar to the collection level track where it could be a card, a variant, uh, you know, um, a user icon, whatever it is, right. More credits, et cetera. But it's like there are several games out there that have that, right? They're competitive or they're ranked play. It's kind of like the farther you get, the more caches or boxes mm -hmm. you get to open, et cetera. Um, I don't know. Do you think that's a good direction to go? Or are you thinking like if you were in the driver's seat, you got to pick what happened. Would you go a different direction? I mean, it's definitely an interesting idea. I, I don't want to speak for me personally, specifically because at the moment I have... Um, I finished my entire, entire collection level. So like the collective caches are good, but I feel like everyone will eventually get to a stage where like you're just getting variants and stuff like that, which is fine. But um, I think it, it will probably be tweaked in a different way to make it feel maybe a bit more rewarding. I suppose like with any game, like the higher up the ranks you go, it's not really about rewards. It's kind of feeling like uh, you deserve to be the top one percent of players in Marvel Snap or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like you're playing, you're playing for the love of the game, and you want to try and be the best. Do you know what I mean? So, so there's there's a balance between trying to get to be like number one, but then also rewarding players to keep to like to encourage them to keep playing. So I mean, I could see that type of thing being mixed into it, but honestly, um, I'm not too sure what direction they're gonna go in. But I know for sure they definitely they they definitely have a plan. That's that's yeah. for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. 
we can only, uh, you know, I, I don't like to try to assume too much or, or um, estimate too much what they're going to do because I'm sure they've got a great, a great plan or a plan that maybe will need to be tweaked after it's implemented, but um, I'm sure they have something. Um, just a thought, as you were talking, um, it just kind of uh, took me down a different road. I think an interesting thought here with any kind of competitive mode, uh, game, et cetera, challenge, um, whether it's community uh, driven or it's, you know, developer driven, mm -hmm. I think one, one balance you always have to look for is that you want it to be fun and competitive and, and potentially challenging, but you don't want it to drive um, like the, the 80, 90%, however much it is of, of more casual players yeah. away with mm -hmm. those modes. Right. So as you were talking, I was thinking, Oh, well the, the idea popped in my head. Wouldn't it be cool if, uh, you know, once you made it to infinite, uh, you got entered into like a tournament, right? And then there's oh, like yeah. a tournament, right? You play against people and it's a bracket. And I think that's a cool idea, right? I'm like, oh, that sounds exciting. I, I want to say that here with Kawa on the conversation. But then I was like, well, how how are the 95% of players who don't make it to infinite going to feel? Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, you know, there may be some feelings of, oh, cool, I'm going to watch this or I'm going to consume the content, watch people that made it in there play in the tournament, right? Maybe you're mm -hmm. going to stream it if you made it in. Yeah, but it's like, what if you try every time and you never make it in, right? Like, what if you only ever make it to level ninety, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that could that could honestly drive some more casual players to stop playing. I'm sure, mm. right? Of like the frustration, and I, and I think that can happen in any game. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like, kind of that balance that they need to find. Yeah, there is there is a huge balance when it comes because like the I feel like with a lot of these games. In, with these podcasts and like a lot of the videos and streamers and all and content creators, like they are people that genuinely love playing the game and they're going to be the top 10% that want to, you know, hit infinite and make content and stuff like that. But for a lot of these games, the majority of the players will be made up of casual players, and especially because this is going to be a free mobile game. So, um, it, I, I mean, at the moment, I think it's super appealing to casual players. Like I, I would, I would, I would play this game casually just to kind of like, um, past the time or like like you could easily play it to feel like oh, i don't want to be like the best of the best but it, it's so versatile in how you play it so i think it, do, it does at the moment it does kind of fit well for the casual players but and um, they will definitely have to find the the correct balance because they don't want to make it feel too daunting on casual players you know because they'd be like oh may, maybe they want to transition into playing the game more but it's you know it's too much of a grind or oh, I'll never get to that bracket or, you know what I mean? Or, or feeling bad that, oh, this month I didn't make it or, or whatever. So there is definitely a, a balance. Because even even at the moment, like I'm seeing on Reddit and stuff like that, a lot of people are struggling specifically this season to rank up compared to the last ones because uh, a lot of, let's say, streamers or people that just play the game a lot have nearly full collections at this stage. So it's all like the pool three decks and like the people are coming up with like crazy combos and like crazy decks and people are finding it. The more casual players are definitely finding it harder to climb. So, and um, that's something that, that might need to be um, addressed down the line. So it's definitely, it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough to balance that stuff. I'm not a designer, unfortunately. So um, I, 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 I honestly couldn't tell you the best way to handle it, but it's definitely something that needs to be addressed for sure. No, hundred percent. And, and nor am I, you know, um, in my day job, I, I work, in software, um, but not as a developer, you know, and mm. I, I, uh, I help define what the developers need to do, but I never pretend to know, right? Like, yeah, okay, I'm like, I'm gonna tell you what I want as end result, but 
you guys are going to figure out the best way to create it or implement it, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so totally understand that. Hey, all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and decklists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to MarvelSnapZone.com and check it out now. Yeah, I think a lot of interesting things. Um, we've kind of been, uh, our conversations been moving this direction. I'd like to formally just say, okay, let's let's shift gears a little bit here uh, and continue to talk about um, potential official uh, game modes, right? Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we both have admitted uh, we're not game developers, but just I'd like to just spitball some ideas that um, sound fun to us, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, or could sound fun to the community. Um and I think I'm potentially, you know, I'm going to share some ideas that I think are better than others or other ideas that maybe are, are more controversial, but I'd, I'd love to kind of debate them with you and, and see what you think. 100%. Um, and it. I'd love to hear any, any ideas you have. So um, this is, uh, again, this, this first one's a little more controversial, but I, I wonder how you think the community would take this. So mm-hmm. this is potentially, uh, you know, it's uh, intentionally uh uh, starting a fire, if you will. But uh, um, I wonder what how people would react to some kind of game mode where, uh, and this is thinking that in the minds of Second Dinner, they're looking for new ways to make mon- you know, to have monetization for the game. Mm-hmm. What if you could pay, let's say, uh, you know, real money, three US dollars, five US dollars, something like that, and you could uh, pay to the game, uh, right? You're charged through the app store, mm-hmm. and then uh, you get to enter a tournament. Now, mm-hmm. if you win the tournament uh, or you place, you know, certain ranks in the tournament, you get a part of a cash prize, right? Um, so Ooh. people are paying in. Now, obviously, not all of the money that gets paid into the pot goes to people because part of that goes to second dinner. So they make money off of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's say, you know, at first, first place gets, you know, $5,000. Second place gets yeah. $2,500, right? Like, what would you think of that kind of structure in a game like this? I think uh, stuff like that could potentially come to the game, but I think that would be much further down the road. I mean, like, the, the only game I can kind of nearly compare that to, in my opinion, that I've actually like like played before is, I mean, we've seen, like, games that were hugely popular, like, say, like, Fortnite and stuff like that. They started implementing stuff like that. Now, you didn't have to pay to play, but they, they obviously, their monetization was huge, so they could afford to do kind of these... um cash cups and whatever whatever they were called but um i think that's something that could potentially come to the game but i don't think people would pay real money for it i think if it was a situation where like it's like a like an, like an entry ticket like you pay a certain amount of gold which technically you can pay real money for gold and then you can right. enter but yeah. if you could use gold as well to purchase uh purchase the ticket but but i do think that would be uh, like much 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 further down the road because i feel like the game would have to be a lot more established they'd have to make sure that this would be worthwhile to do but i think with how strategic the game is and like 
I feel like the game is going to gain such a huge audience when it does go global that it could potentially happen. Um, so it's an interesting idea, but yeah, I I, I think it would be probably probably like honestly like at least a year before a game a game mode like that would would come out. Yeah, no, I um, you know, I said the idea obviously, but I don't I don't necessarily know if I think it's a great idea. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think it'd be anything. I mean, next six months, no way, mm. right? I don't think they'd implement anything like this. Mm-hmm. But I just, uh, you know, I'd be curious, I guess, more of just maybe the the sociologist in me, right? Of like, how would people uh, respond to something like that, where uh, it's a monetization method, but it's also a competition mode, and there's also yeah. potential to win money, right? Um, uh, whether it's in this game or another game, I just think, uh, I don't know, I'd be interested to know the data of uh, does that drive players away? Does it bring players in? Um, right. I think there's there's a lot of nuance there. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of analytical stuff they'd kind of have to look at. I'd say even from previous games and a wide majority say, okay, what what has the interaction with game modes like this been like? And um, do we think would actually be successful? Um, because but at the end of the day, like like they could do it and try it and like I mean we we've we've seen like well at the moment obviously the game isn't better, they're they're obviously gonna try stuff and they we we've seen that they have changed stuff because they actually listen to the community and, and they respect everything that's going on. So I think um I think that it's definitely possible for something like this in the future to exist, but there would have to be a lot of research done for sure, just to justify making yeah. it like well, cool. Um, I'm going to shoot over to another idea. Um, you know, we've seen this in other games. Um, I'm going to try to kind of uh, make it generic just because every game does it slightly different, but some kind of a mode where you enter, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe you pay gold to enter. Maybe it's free. Maybe your first time to enter into it's free. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, it's like you're trying to see how many wins you can go without a loss or without yep. two losses or something, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So some kind of, uh, you know roguelike mode right where our dungeon mode see how far you can get right um i think it's a little more simple a little more easy to implement right um what are your thoughts on that or like how would if you, if there was that game mode, how would you like to see it implemented in marvel snap um well i mean the most type like i mean to compare that to another game it would probably be like a mixture of like uh, hearthstone's arena mode now that's a draft mode where you go see how many wins you can get um while picking kind of out of a, a pool of, of random cards but then they also i know in hearthstone they have like a heroic tavern brawl which basically you bring your own deck and you try to get to, to to 12 wins or or whatever it is obviously in this situation it would be however many cubes or something like that and and again it in terms of bringing it to marvel snap it is it is different because um a loss isn't just a loss and a win isn't just a win because it's depends on how many cubes you you gain and how many cubes you lose so compared to a lot of other games it's like oh you just win the game or you lose the game and you go up in that rank but how you go up in that rank determines on like how obviously because like the snap mechanic is so unique to the game that's a big thing that needs to be considered when thinking about snap that i feel like people no don't take for granted but it, 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 i feel like it makes things a little bit more complex in terms of doing different types of modes in relation to other modes that exist so i think a little bit more thought would have to definitely go into figuring out okay what's the best way to implement this game mode successfully but yeah i think a mixture of the two i mean listen i've heard from a lot of people in the community that they want a draft mode and i think a draft mode would be super super fun and like you said especially because i feel like it won't be as 
daunting it's like oh okay i have to draft 30 cards like it's gonna be they're all gonna be so random they won't be able to syner synergize um but i suppose as you go along with the draft like your deck could be turning out to be one type of way and then you might have to adjust and say okay well i didn't really get those type of cards i guess i gotta go this way um so if there's any game on that i would be most excited for that's let's say not competitive again because that would be super fun for the casual player as well and mm -hmm. um, it would be draft mode for sure i'm pretty sure everyone's talking about this at the moment so i think it's something they will hopefully implement but i don't know if they're going to focus on competitive stuff first or or this mode yeah yeah no interesting thoughts um before we maybe dive into an idea of any game mode you have um you you raised a question in my mind right um where uh you, you're right i mean a win and a loss i uh, just to kind of quote you a win and a loss mm -hmm. a win is not just a win and a loss is not just a loss in mm -hmm. Marvel Snap, right there's the cube um the cubes is kind of really what like what is your ranking or how you level up exactly cetera, however you want to call it um do you think they could have an effective competitive mode um that removes uh, the cubes and let me just give a little bit more context before you answer. They've said that they, they're planning to implement a casual mode where cubes aren't on the line, right? Where you okay. can play against other humans. Also, there's going to be bots there to fill in the gaps, right? Mm -hmm. But there's not cubes on the line. That just kind of gives you the ability to test out decks without uh, risking it all, right? Risking rank, yeah, uh, yeah. Which I think is great. Um, but I also, I, I as I've thought about that, I'm like, oh, that'll just be so different because I've become so used to... Um, thinking about and strategizing around the snap mechanic as I play. Yeah. When you take that out, it almost kind of feels like you're playing a different game, right? A different version of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wonder, do you, do you think it, they could have a competitive mode, a true competitive mode, whatever that looks like that would be successful without the snapping mechanic? Or do you feel like the snap mechanic has to be integral, an integral piece to a competitive mode? I think for a snap in particular, it, it is very, very integral. Um, like like you said like for the majority of, of all of us players that have, have been playing so far like it is so important saying okay like do i think i'm gonna win am i gonna snap like there's even been situations especially i especially noticed this in cube rush where um you would even really think like okay i know i'm gonna win this but it's say it's turn like it's final turn or whatever turn it may be or turn five and i snap and they'll probably retreat instantly so there's even like that mindset of like okay well i want to win two cubes instead of um only getting one from them retreating so i i think no i think it's it's super super integral to the game because it's so it's so core to what it is do you know what i mean the whole re retreating and, and doubling down and i think especially with a card coming in i don't know if you've seen it one of the unreleased cards like mephisto um which reads let me pull it up here i believe it, it doubles it doubles the stakes yeah, yeah it, doubles the, it doubles the stakes essentially so um i think with, with cards when you see cards like that come, like coming out that are unreleased i feel like the snap mechanic is definitely there to stay in terms of the casual mode that makes complete sense to test out decks and stuff like that but for competitive no i would put down all my chips that it's definitely gonna be there to stay just how they implement it we will have to wait and see i i think like the first to 10 cubes is, is interesting but that's what we've all but kind of like been peering and stuff like that so i'd, I'd love to kind of see them come out with some different type of of mode or try try to approach it differently as well you know i think i i would have to agree with you that um i think the you know the snap mechanic is so integral to the game 
And if you take that away, it takes her away kind of one of the most special pieces of the game. You, if you do take it away, it's not like all of a sudden the gameplay is not fun at all anymore. But um, I think it just adds this extra nuance and layer of strategy, right? You, you already spoke to it a little bit, right? Like, oh, it's already turned five or six. Now, if I snap, they're going to retreat. Um, I've had, you know, it happens to me so often. I, I've been trying to be better about snapping on turns three and four if I feel confident, right? Because I have, I've seen at least in my sample, you know, the data I've kind of anecdotally collected myself is that um, people are less willing to retreat uh, earlier in the game if you snap, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, but obviously you your confidence level goes up. So it's just this mind game, which I think is is so awesome, so fun. So I agree with you. I think that if uh, whatever uh, competitive modes they do add in the future, I think the snap mechanic and the cube mechanic needs to be a key piece of it because that just adds this extra layer of competitiveness of strategy that you know the the players at the highest level will kind of um enjoy having that be a part of it if you just take it away then it just it just really feels more casual i guess yeah like it it, it is literally one of the main things that makes the game feel like unique i mean obviously you have like the the lanes are unique the the 12 card deck the four slots for each card like the, the actual main like mechanics of how you 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 play the game and how you win the game is obviously unique but the snapping like you said it just adds an entire other layer which makes it super it makes it super super fun and but like you said yeah i I definitely noticed that as well is that like if you snap early people won't retreat they're gonna stay in because they're like oh i'm sure i can and it's happened to me i've snapped like thinking oh i've snapped on like turn one or two thinking i'm gonna win this game and then some location crops up or I don't know, uh, like they play Moonlight, something gets discarded from my hand. Like there's so many things that can that can change the situation. So a lot more people would probably be more prone to saying, okay, it's turn like five. I, I know I'm more or less like 80% of the time going to win this game and that's when they snap and then that's when people retreat. So um, it's definitely something that I've noticed as well in, um, in my testing of games. E- even with certain decks, you can kind of tell like a specific card like Magic, uh, does a, a lot so like magic can be actually beneficial but also a disadvantage um to you because if you play magic and then they think right magic is played you're gonna win you still even if people have snapped you still only get like one cube or two cube cubes because it extends the turn so the cubes don't actually get doubled on on after turn six it stays as it is so people see magic come down especially in a deck like I said like mr negative and people are gonna be like, okay, he's after playing magic. He has at least like two negative cards. It's it's, it's more or less a loss. So, and um, that's one card I, I specifically found interesting. That like it's like, oh, like it's obviously it can be huge, but it could be a disadvantage in terms of the cube. Now that's such a small disadvantage. Listen, cubes are cubes in the end, and you got to win. Like you want to win, but um, for those super super competitive players, they want to gain as much cubes as fast as possible. Or whatever. There's loads of little kind of details like that that I feel like um. I, I I personally am picking up on picking up on for sure. Yeah, something something that several guests have shared on here, right? Is like if you mm. want to climb, the strategy is not to win. The strategy is to never lose more than one cube, right? Mm, exactly. That, that, that's what you want to target, right? I think it's interesting. Just just my thoughts on the magic play, like you just said. Um, mm. From what I've seen, is like if you have magic, you know you're going to be able to play her down, and you think you're going to win. Like you really want to be snapping on 
turn two, three is what I've seen. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so that ideally what happens is you it's two it's up for two cubes, and then mm-hmm. your opponent thinks they're winning because they don't know you're gonna play magic down until five or six, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then ideally they snap uh somewhere it goes four, to four. Five, yeah, yeah, and then you're getting four cubes, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh magic tends to be less of an eight car- cube winner, it's more of mm. a two to four, but if you can if you can snap early, you're more likely to get that four than that two, right? Definitely, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's interesting. Well, Kawa, I'd love to just turn it over to you. Do you are, are there any dream competitive modes, game modes you'd like to see? Whether that's transplanted from an existing game, I mean, you've already talked a little bit about the draft mode. Anything else from kind of a competitive aspect you'd like to see, or just anything that's kind of uh, original or you would just love to see uh, brought into the game? Um. In terms of the game modes, I think we've, we've we've talked a lot about what I think will be implemented and, and what I want to see. Specifically for me, yeah, draft mode. I mean, I'm super excited for any new competitive modes that that come over, and I'm open I'm open to a lot of different ideas. So, like 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 yourself, like a lot of the community has ideas, and I think that's great. That especially like say, for example, like we like the Cubers community, we've probably given second dinner some ideas of things you, they can do for tournaments or some sort of game mode. Um, loads of people have such great ideas on reddit as well so i'm definitely open to trying anything that comes and i think with this type of game it's definitely open for testing like you know i mean just to try some stuff some stuff will work some stuff won't work but um i think that's probably the best way to to do it like you said like if anybody in the community wants to start up if you have a good idea for for game mode like just just do it like you know what i mean go go ahead get some friends together um uh, reach out to any creators like we, we'd all love to try and participate and see what these game modes can can bring um definitely just 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 go for it and give it a shot because what like what's the worst that can happen do you know what i mean like uh we, yeah. we tested it either works or it doesn't and uh we end up super excited for for any sort of uh game that comes i think in particular i'm really excited for just <laughs> i think everybody is it's just for kind of like more cars in general like they're talking about um possibly doing like uh like one card per week i don't know when this is like when this may start but that's that's a huge thing to do um, so I don't know if, if it's even like man, it, it seems like a, a near impossible task. Well, it just seems like a huge task to kind of do. But um, like they've they've already said they've got loads of locations. Like they said they've got over sixty locations that are ready to go that they are releasing weekly. And um, cards might be something a little bit different. But the fact that we've already seen so many unreleased cards gets yeah. me super, super, super excited. Like uh, I'm looking at some of these cards and I'm trying to like make. Uh, kind of wacky crazy decks like obviously the, it's, it's going to be super impactful for the the competitive decks but i also i think i mentioned before um i also do love making kind of crazy crazy decks that po- probably shouldn't win but do win in the end um especially in, in cube brush i love bringing those those type of decks like i have one deck i specifically made me and carbon actually yeah we talked about it this, this is probably like a month or two ago was I made like a six power cerebro deck and that was that was wild to mess around with because there were some games where it seemed like this is ridiculously good and then other games where this was like really really bad but um looking at some of the unreleased cards like I can see like there's two or three of them that would actually slot into that deck perfectly and probably actually boost its power. So like there's so many types of decks that I feel like um are going to be made. Even now that like as I said a lot of people have the full collection level um or the entire collection so they're going to test a lot of different types of decks and, and variations of decks so i'm just i'm just super excited to see what people come up with and for me myself just to test out some more kind of uh, wacky crazy decks i love i love winning with these types of decks more so than as i said like like meta decks and i feel like snap allows players 
to do that to build their like what they want like a lot of other games like hearthstone and all is literally like you have these websites um i mean obviously like marvel snap zone is is, is great and i love it to see everybody else's decks and, and their thoughts and stuff but i still feel like snap isn't the type of game where there's like um there's like one tier one deck and that's it that's the best deck in the game uh-huh. and that's what i love because like it's not just like oh this is the best like deck it's an aggro deck this is the only thing that you'll be able to climb with like there's such variation that the balance i think i think the balance in the game is, is super good super super good at the moment so um i'm just excited to see what people create and to create some more myself for sure yeah yeah i just want to just add a thought there um as we're kind of closing out here i think at first when you know people are like oh there's only 12 cards in a deck and there's only x amount of cards in the game right now and they're going to be drip feeding them you know mm. one every other week one a week whatever it is there was this concern and i think it's just because everybody's coming from other backgrounds right mm. where mm-hmm. uh whether it's legends of Terra, whether it's magic whether it's uh hearthstone pokemon whatever card game mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. the 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 cadence has always been the big drops expansions right? yeah and this is completely different but i think it will just help the meta be constantly healthy and, and what I mean by that, I think a healthy meta is a changing meta, mm. right? I think if something's stagnant for a month, months at a time, where it's like, like you say, this is the deck that can win. And it will be until, you know, three months, six months when we yeah. release some cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think uh, Marvel Snap will fall into that pitfall because, it, you know, really, even if it was a new card every other week, even, you know, so half, half um, yeah. as fast, mm-hmm. I think that's still great. I mean... That means every two weeks there's a card, and and we've seen that every card really can have an impact in the deck, right? In some kind of deck, and so really things being able to change and evolve, uh, you know, multiple times a month, I think is just, uh, I think is a brilliant idea, and I don't think we've seen the full realization of that, and I don't think we will, obviously, probably a few more months as they're working through the beta and towards global release, but I think we'll look back, you know, may, I don't know, maybe in six months and say, wow. Um, I don't think we understood how great this is for a game's meta and um, and the ever evolving, you know, um, competitiveness of the game. So um, definitely, yeah, really I'm, excited. Yeah, really for excited sure, man, for, for sure. Like, and there's so many different types of, of decks, and but it's, it's also not like one of those things where, like, you like I was saying, like you don't just build an ongoing deck. You don't just build. Obviously, like there's intention for certain cards to work together, but I think this is probably a quote that I, I think. Broad said he might have been talking to Trump about this. I can't specifically remember, but they don't um, design cards to like work together. Certain cards do work together, but they design cards to be individual cards. Do you know what I mean? Which I think is super, super good because like in a lot of in a lot of other games, especially when it comes to like expansions and stuff, they say right, this is the deck archetype that you should be running. Uh, you know, they they bring out an expansion and there's like three cards and for a certain class or whatever that have this type of mechanic that kind of have to be run together and combined. But um, I feel like in Snap, like you can combine so many cards in such different ways and do like hybrid decks and and stuff like that. A lot more than any other game, which is kind of funny because you would think that wouldn't be the case because the deck is limited with how many cards you can play. But um, like there's so many different, I feel like you can play a deck that has multiple different win conditions. Whereas for a lot of other games, it's like, okay, this is the win condition. You know, what I mean, there's this one win condition, mm-hmm. but with Snap, I feel like it's so versatile that uh, players can can choose to build 
literally how how they want and like we we said many times before it's not as as daunting as other card games for sure well um i don't know listeners if you can tell but i think we both uh me and kawa really like marvel snap <laughs> uh we're, we're both really excited about this game well uh kawa we're just about out of time really appreciate you being here um i'd be remiss if i didn't give you the opportunity please just let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can find your content, how they can best support you as a as a content creator. I appreciate it, and again, thanks for having me on the podcast. It was it was a genuine pleasure. So um, yeah, you guys, you can find me on uh, YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/kawa. Um, post videos at the moment. It's 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 probably only like one video per week, but um, they've mainly been cube brush highlights. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/kawatech. Trying to stream as often as I can. Um. But uh, I'm trying to find a balance. To be honest, it's 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 quite funny. I do play the game a lot on my on my phone, which is which is brilliant because I'm I'm on the move a lot. So um, I love that it is a mobile first game at the moment. Obviously, when it comes to PC, I'll be I'll be probably streaming it a lot more. Um, but yeah, so YouTube, Twitch, and then just on Twitter, it's uh, Kawatech underscore CG. So again, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. It was great to discuss Snap with you, and I'm looking forward to um what the game has to bring in the future. Awesome. Yeah, well, we look forward to uh, to seeing that as well. And we look forward to seeing you hopefully bring in some more wins on QBrush. Uh, that's Wednesdays at 4.30 Eastern time. Uh, uh, so six, make sure to... 6.30 Eastern time. Sorry, I'm thinking my own time. Thank you. 6.30 Eastern <laughs> no time, problem. 4.30 Mountain time. My bad. No problem. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Uh, listeners, as always, thank you for listening uh, to Can't Stop Snapping. We are the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Make sure to go there, uh, create an account if you haven't, and make sure to check out the awesome features. Uh, And we will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.